Rajni, what's wrong? Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat? You need some writer's group therapy. Welcome to Writers Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. So I've been out here now eight years. How about you, Tom? How long you been out here? Almost six. Almost six. So we are past newbie status. We are officially Angelinos, I think. There's no, like a there's please. a time period, really? right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like if you can survive five years, at least out here, you're like officially now an Angelino or something. But so you decide to move to LA. What do you need to know before you come out here? A lot. <laughs> the learning curve is a, high. There's actually a really good book. I'll put the, a, sh- a link in the notes. Um, it's about like, you know, Newcomer's Guide to Los Angeles. It was really helpful before I came out here doing research. So Oh Just, my gosh, you know, I wish I had seen that. Yeah, I'll I'll put the link in the notes, but it's a great book and it has tons of information about all all kinds of stuff. But the big most important things you need to plan for is the long haul, I like to call it. Moving to LA, trying to be a writer here or any creative, you know, actor, producer, director, or any of those things, you have to be, you know, prepared for the long haul. It's an endurance uh, game, not a sprint. They say it's Yep, a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. So save some money. That's the first thing you need to do before you come here. Yeah, I would say this might be a little bit high, but I think you should save at least 10000 before you come out here. That's the number I would have given too, have- actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, that seems really obscenely high. But honestly, with the way rent is, so right now, as of this recording, the going rate for a studio apartment in the Valley, which is traditionally cheaper than most other areas of Los Angeles, is at least 1200 yeah. And that's not counting utilities. It's about the same in Hollywood, so depending yeah. On- okay. Yeah. And depending on what area you want to live in, it might be a little bit higher. When I was looking, I was thinking about potentially uh, living with another gal about two to three years ago and the going rate for two bedrooms was like 2,500. So that's a lot of money. Sticker shock. Cause uh, I just, an example from here to Cleveland, it's about, uh, you get about twice as much square footage uh, and, uh, and it costs, you know, the same amount. So here it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more money and a lot less space. And if you have a car, you pay more because of parking, parking costs more. Car insurance, smog checks. Yeah, you got to do smog check. You know, I laugh. I'm I'm part of a lot of Facebook groups, and one on some of the Facebook groups. I cannot speak on some of the Facebook groups. People are like, "Hey, I'm coming to Los Angeles, and I want to get my own room, all amenities for five hundred dollars." And I'm like, "That'll get you someone's couch if you're lucky for a week, maybe." What planet are you on for a week? Yeah, I mean, I understand other parts of the country are way less expensive, but LA, I believe is the second most expensive city in the U S after New York. San Fran might be, might be a little higher too, actually. Oh yeah. You're right. San Fran is worse. Okay. So we're number three, Well, we're in the top five. So be prepared, (laughs) especially if you're not going to get a job, like any old day job right away. If you're like, I'm going to come here and be a writer's assistant or be a showrunner or my film's going to get made. If you have that mentality and you're like not going to go get a day job, 
have the money saved for sure. Right. And then if you have friends here, it's always good to make connections and have them refer you to to places to live or places to work. So build your network early. I had a few people I knew who moved out here already. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I would say too, especially if you have connections out here, come visit first and see if this is a place you'd even want to be. Because LA is big, but it can be very lonely and it's very spread out. So if you come out here and you're not used to this pace, it's going to tear you apart if you're not careful. So come out here for a week or two, visit your friends and see if you can handle this pace and if you like the environment. Yeah, I did that. I came out a for a whole month. Oh, really? I got an Airbnb for a month and I rented a car for a whole month so I could get around and get familiar with the locations and see what uh, opportunities there were. And literally the first week I was here, I wound up at Produced by the Producers Guild uh, annual, you know, Oh, uh, yeah, that's supposed to be a good one. Yeah, and I met so many people and learned so much just that first weekend. I I, I knew I, I had to move here if this is what I really wanted to do because this is where all those opportunities are. It gave me the confidence to, to know that I had to, to do this, that I was making the right choice. And I wasn't just moving here kind of on a whim. And I met some great people that first week. So I actually met you know some of my friends I still have today, you know, that first week I was here and that first month I was here. Oh, that's good. I actually went to an, uh, the table networking group that we both belong to with Mark Zickery's group. So I met Mark, who became one of my mentors, and I met friends through that. And uh, well, that brings me to the next point is, um, you know, when you get here, make sure you get out and meet people and join meetup groups or networking groups, social or professional, because L.A. is a big city. But if you don't know anybody, it can get it can feel very uh, overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. And know that it is a very transient city. So people you meet might not be there in a few years and you got to be okay with that. They say that the average amount of time it takes to break in for a stand-up comedian is 10 years. The make it or break it point for a band is five years. So if a band hasn't hit it big by five years, that's usually the, the breakup point. The average shelf life of an actor in Los Angeles is two years. And I've seen that happen. I've seen a lot of my friends at this point, I've been out here now eight years, they've either left the business, moved home, or you know started a family and completely left the business that way. So if you can make it past a certain point, we weren't joking about the five years, people remember you. I don't know what the average shelf life is for a writer, though. I've never heard that one. Do you know? I, I don't know. I'm still going. It's been almost six years now. But you know, you and I have worked together on a lot of stuff, so you, you've seen you know how the progress is slow. But if you keep at it and you keep working at it, and our writers group helps us keep moving forward and focusing and 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 working forward, you can see the progress that happens with all of our our friends and our writers and our writers group. Everyone's making progress. So, and I think that's great that we have a group that supports each other because if you're just alone, it can get really you know uh, negative. You can get really uh, as a writer, I can't believe I can't think of the word. <laughs> it can, you know, it can drag you down. It can make you feel like giving up, um, a little hopeless. But if you have a support group, you know, it helps you uh, move forward. Helps you, you know, stay focused, and you get positive feedback and constructive feedback. So you keep working on your craft, and eventually you make progress. We have these films at Comic Con now. We've got, you know, we've done some really cool stuff. Won some awards. And, you know, I'm starting to get some emails and calls from some managers. You know, it took five and a half years, but I'm starting to get there to knock on wood, uh, <laughs> hopefully get to the next level. Yep. 
And that's also another thing is community. A lot of what's going on is because we worked on those projects together. So find people that you trust and that you want to come up with and you want to keep working on projects with for sure. Like uh, look at Judd Apatow and his crew, or I think Tim Burton is always hiring the same people as well. So when people find people they like, y'all come up together. Yeah, obviously, you know, um, I, I was about ready to head back to Cleveland when you proposed doing our slate of films. And had we not gone ahead and done that, I probably would not have stuck around. And because of that experience and how, you know, exciting and fun and how it was hard work, but we made so much progress and they turned out great. You know, it, it kind of gave me the motivation and the uh, kind of positive, uh, you know, feedback and the energy I was putting into it that made me feel like I got to keep doing this. It's, it's almost like uh, you've already invested so much time and energy. Now you feel like you got to keep going. So I think you have to get to a point where you realize, yeah, this is working and I got to keep going no matter how hard it is. You, you see the progress though. So give yourself time. It's going to take a long time, but give yourself time. Um, I mean, some people show up and knock it out of the park right away. There are the rare cases and I have some friends who have done pretty well, but it's very rare though. For the, for the rest of us, it's, it's, it takes time. So yeah. be patient and, you know, talk to your friends and family and, you know, hopefully they're all supportive and, you know, you'll make it. It is not, it's not an easy thing. If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? <laughs> well, so some other things I think, I I personally think definitely get a, a day job immediately just to have something to do, to meet people. People are kind of divided. I, what's your opinion on this one? Should you get your day job in the industry, like maybe being a PA or something like that? Or should you just get something not related at all to well, that's Being great. That's a great thing. You have a very normal job and you did that on purpose because you wanted to have something outside the industry that made you feel like a regular person. Yeah. And then I, you know, I was working in marketing before I came to LA and I found a couple marketing jobs and those were cool. So I was kind of in the industry because they were industry related, but I was still doing marketing what I had done before I moved to LA. And then that ended. I, we made our movies and I decided um, I need another job. I actually wound up in a in a tourism related business. So I'm kind of still in the industry, but it's not writing, it's not production, but it's a, it's kind of a fun, easy job. So if you can find something that you enjoy doing that doesn't stress you out completely, but gives you the freedom to do all the other things you need to do as far as the writing and the producing and whatever acting, whatever else you're gonna do, that's that's a great combination. Plus I, my, my current job has a little more flexibility where I have days off during the week. If I do need to have a meeting with somebody, you know, I have that time available. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the argument goes both ways. I know they say for actors, for example, you know, go be an extra because you'll learn how it, things work on a set, which I think is great advice. But I think after a certain point, you don't need to do another day of extra work once you figured out how set works. Or if you're a PA, you are there 12, 16 hours that you're at their beck and call and you got to be on call. You can't be sitting there writing your great American novel because they need you. And I have to argue, too, when you take a quote unquote normal job, you can probably get some story ideas just from being around normal life. Right. I mean, writing stories about Hollywood is kind of boring. Nobody you know, wants to see another struggling actor story because only a part of us can relate. But everybody can relate to an office job that's mindless and, you know, you want to like 
blow up the copier machine or something like that, you know, because everybody else in the world has those kind of jobs. So it's a little more universal that way. Yeah, I think you're totally right there. So what else do we need to know before we come to L.A.? Well, as a writer, I don't think you necessarily need a car. I think in other creative jobs, like as an actor, you definitely need one you know, director or something like that. But as a writer, that's like the one job where you can have a normal nine to five and still get your writing done and take your meetings and get around with public transit and and keep your costs low. So that is, that is one creative job I envy because you, you have low costs. You don't have headshots. You don't have to take acting classes. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, the car stuff seems very pedestrian, but it is important to talk about. I don't have a car. I gave it up because uh, my insurance quadrupled after the third accident I had in LA. <laughs> I'm a very good driver, though. I didn't have any accidents back in Ohio for 10 years before I moved here. It's a lot of cars here, so it is a kind of crazy place to drive. And uh, you should definitely give that a, a whirl on a, like a rental car when you first come out here if you're visiting, because it's truly unusual. It's unlike anywhere else. And um, it can be very expensive. So uh, there are alternate ways to get around these days in LA. We've got um, zip cars where you get rent a car for by the hour. You've got um, Uber, Lyft, all those kind of ride sharing services. The Metro is pretty good here and they're expanding it. The um, buses are okay. And uh, oh, now they have these scooters. Have you done the scooter thing yet? The birds, the limes? The electric. No. Electric. Uh, what areas of town are those in? They're they're kind of migrating into Hollywood now. They they started in like Santa Monica, and okay, it's kind of funny they call them birds because I think they kind of migrate. But there's lime and bird. Uh, lime I think was just bought by Uber, so they uh, they have these kick scooters that you can unlock with an app on your phone. You scan like a code on the scooter, and it unlocks it for a dollar, and then it's like fifteen cents a minute I think, and they go up to like fifteen miles an hour. They're electric. And uh, they're pretty fun to ride. And, you know, so if you're just trying to get, you know, around your neighborhood, you know, within a couple miles, they're actually pretty convenient. Um, They're not everywhere in Hollywood. I think they started outside of Hollywood and they kind of moved into Beverly Hills and West West L.A. And then into kind of the I thought the Melrose Corridor had a ton of them. But now they're starting to get up here into the Hollywood area. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So they're great. Um, And if you do need to have a car. I my the biggest advice I have for anyone is get a dash cam because people are crazy <laughs> drivers here. No, you need proof. It's so I mean I cannot stress it enough. If I had had a dash cam, thing I would have been much better off because it would have evidence that these people <laughs> cut me off and caused me to crash and stuff. Oh my word! I will say though, I have I have friends from New York who they don't drive because you don't really need a license in New York, and they came out here for a music conference and the whole you know, when you uh, get on the freeway and it's a red light and then you have to get up to speed and merge where nowhere, nowhere else in the country has the stoplights to get on the, the freeway. And they, they were like, what is this? It was like freaking them out. And it's actually really funny. You can kind of tell on someone's resume, actor resume, if they're from New York, because they will say valid driver's license. Nowhere else in the country, because everyone just takes it for granted that we have a driver's license. But New Yorkers are like, I have a valid license. I can drive. I always thought that was really funny. Yeah, I have to actually get mine renewed. I just remembered before before November, I have to get mine renewed. Yeah, that's important. Oh, yeah. Here's another tip for you guys. The DMV here is horrible. Get an appointment. Yeah. Even with an appointment, you're still going to be waiting half an hour. You cannot just walk in, take a number and, and be in and out in an hour. The DMV is like a whole day excursion. So 
Yeah. yeah, but they do let you make appointments online. So you, at least when you get there, you get to you get to jump in front of everyone who didn't make an appointment. It only cuts your waiting time by like an hour or two of a five an hour, hour day. No, seriously, because you have you done it? I've done the appointment and you still I have haven't to go. had that much problem, actually. Oh, you still have to go in and stand in line and wait for another hour to tell them you have an appointment. So it's not that efficient. But yeah, if you do the DMV. Yeah. And you have to do the DMV because if you drive around here without California plates, they will cite you. So you do need to change your plates over and change your license over fairly quickly if you was move. It Thirty out days, there. I thought. I think it was thirty or ninety. I'm not sure, but I know it's it's pretty quick. So make an appointment at the DMV and expect to be there for at least half a day. Yeah. One other tip on the car thing is you will have to pay like California tax on your car. So if the older your car, the less tax you have to pay. So because it's not based on the value of your car or something like that. Mm, and you have to do a smog check. That's something else yep. that nowhere else in the country does. You have to do a smog check. And I think that's every, what, three or five years or something like that. I just had mine done. That was every other year. Oh, my gosh. It's even worse than I thought. I don't know. I just yeah. I get the letter and I go. But yeah, so you have to have a smog check done. So that's something else as well. This is long. We're going to have to do a part two on this maybe. Yeah, there's no, there's a lot to know before you come out here. So, well, for you guys, let us know if you are making the big move to LA. Tweet it at us at WG Therapy. You can also find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com. Weigh in on the Facebook page and let us know what are you excited about for your big move. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. Find us on iTunes. Give us a good review, like, you know, five stars or something like that. We'll see you next week. <laughs>